Crystal Chronicles, the podcast born about Sailor Moon Crystal. And here are your hosts, Maku-chan, Seiya, Yaten, and Ranma. Hello, and welcome to the Crystal Chronicles, a Sailor Moon podcast dedicated to all things Sailor Moon Crystal. On this podcast, we will discuss the latest episodes and compare them to the original anime and manga. You will get our opinions of the series, animation, voices, and anything else you could possibly think of that ties into the greatness that is Sailor Moon. I warn you now that we will be talking about spoilers, so if you haven't seen the latest episodes, don't complain to us. Yeah. My name is... Huh? Nothing. He's snorting. My name is Mako-chan, and with me for this podcast is a group of people just as obsessed as I am about Sailor Moon. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Obsessed is one of the many kindler, gentler words we use around here. Kindler? Kindler? Kindler. Shut up. The coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Dude. It's, it's almost three o'clock for you. If you were still waiting for coffee to kick in, you were doing things wrong. No, it's called sleeping in until, wait, what time is it? Almost three. Well, there you go. The time we just said a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. My God. You're not a teenager anymore. Cut that out. But it's the weekend. I'm allowed. <laughs> whatever. Lazy ass. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, I slept in late, too, and I'm here. Well, she ain't kidding about the lazy ass part, so hey. Yes, you are. I'm not denying hey, that. Is... Hola. Como esta? Está bien? Está muy bien. Oh, good. That's about all the Spanish I know. Me moshi too. Moshi. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Moshi moshi. Yeah, you took Spanish. You should know a little more than that. <laughs> Except I took it in high school where you just take it to pass the test and they never actually teach you to have conversations in it. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. That's, that's French and Italian for me. I actually was able to speak French fairly well, but I also took, like, a lot of it. <laughs> yep. I took two years of French in high school and two years of Italian in college. And what did it get me? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yep. Sorry. Anyway, that's not what we're here for. No, we're not here to, to bitch about the educational system in the U.S. <laughs> That's no, for we're entirely different enjoy podcast. Sailor Moon. So how about them Moonies? Mm. How that episode? <laughs> Wait, you can do the introductions. Oh, yes. Hi, how is everybody? Here? Say your name and then we can get started. I'm Yaten. I'm Seiya. You all know who we are, right? Odawa Seiya Kodes. Yeah, 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 shut up. That's about all the Japanese I know. So <laughs> oh, I think we're in for a long haul here. I'm Ranma. I just make sure everything gets put together and uploaded in a semi-timely manner. You're our token male. Yeah. Or maybe a token male. <laughs> I prefer the term cantankerous. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that, that fits you as well. Mm-hmm. You're, you're our cantankerous pussy. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Jeez. No, he's cat. Artemis. Uh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Cat. Uh-huh. I always picture Artemis being that cantankerous old cat. Tell me I'm wrong. She's not no, wrong. You're not wrong. Look, I, I actually want a fan art of me, a human Artemis, holding a cup of coffee, finger up pointing at Minako going, it's too early for your shit. That, that sounds just about right, too. Either that or I'm getting too old for this shit. Oh. <laughs> There's a Danny Glover reference. That, yep. That would be Lunid Artemis. Lunid would be like, you're not too old for this shit. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. Anywho, um, shall we get the uh, main issue out of the bag for this episode? The elephant in the room. Yes, the elephant in the room. Yes. What the frick was that stupid ass translation for Haruka slash? Yep. What? No, uh we still haven't heard from our more fluent Japanese-speaking friends. I about... want to know exactly the Japanese yeah, words. We want to know said. exactly what was said, but we can. We've looked at like I think three different translations for mm-hmm. the translations from the manga, and, and several it, interviews with Naoko Taikuchi back in the late '90s. And it basically is Haruka has qualities in her personality of a man and a woman, but is a woman. Right. She basically is very, I get back, back she's to a, referring to the Takarazuka again. Yeah. She's very, oh, she's masculine Takarazuka. In fact, her entire character was based on a male Takarazuka lead star. She is not, definitely not, she is not a hermaphrodite. <laughs> So the stupid Haruka is a man and woman and has both sex and what? What? Yeah. He's not by gender. No. Or any of that. She's nonsense. a butch dyke. <laughs> and Naoko flat out says that those two are lesbians. She actually, in the interview in the early 90s, says those two are lesbians. Well, Haruka's a woman and they're both lesbians. And Machiru's a woman, and they're lovers, and they're lesbians. But but what's happening is we are viewing things through an American lens. Right now, there's a huge brouhaha going on about gender identity and bathroom nonsense and all of this stuff. And this is not something they deal with or think about over in Japan. And so, really and truly, I'm thinking that this was filtered through a lens that it shouldn't have been. I, I completely agree. But, but, in this crap. but there is one slight issue with that. And I, got a, that? I got a confirmation from Viz about this. The translations are coming straight from Toei. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they know exactly how to translate their language into an Americanized Mm -hmm. form. 
they're going, oh, look at this. You know, we've got three different meanings for the same word. Let's just put this one. So are we saying this was a translation or a transliteration or – well, the other thing I, is it's definitely are... some sort of translation because we have confirmation from the creator of the series mm-hmm. that one, you have mm-hmm. to be female to be a senshi, right. and two, that they are lesbians. Right. And we've looked at the translation from the manga for the the, the new 20th anniversary edition, the original translation, and the translations from Miss Dream. And yet there were people that I knew that were arguing otewise even way before this episode actually came to light. There are going to be people that argue with that because they want to see what they want to see. I know. I just find it really sad, disgraceful, and disrespectful when fans argue what the creator says. It's one thing if the creator doesn't talk about it then you can come to your own conclusions. But when the creator says, this is the relationship, this is the gender, this is how it's supposed to be, frankly, to be blunt, who the fuck are you to say otherwise? Right, it's done. So it's, you know, because we looked at two interviews, one where she went to a con in, was it France? No, no, one was an interview in an Italian in an magazine. Italian magazine, and one was straight from San Diego. San Diego Comic Con. Where she did a, a live interview. And I will make sure I Rama has that. links so he can post those to um, our fa- the Facebook page. Will do, because so, I was actually I was actually in the chat room when that live thing was going on. I wish I still had the logs for that, though. You know what? And that's fine if it came straight from from Toei, but again, they're translating from their native language mm-hmm. to English, and they're doing the best that they can. I mean, or they just need to fire who they have translating it. I mean, this is the second time that something has been translated wrong. That and that it, whole Saya thing with the, you know, um, can I replace him, that made me, I don't think they understand the nuance of what that means. And you I, know, and that's that's part of the problem when you have someone translating, no matter which way you're translating from. There are nuances in language. The difference between saying I and me and this and that, it, it, it changes the inflection and the tone of the sentence. Mm-hmm. And so it's really you lose something. Or you gain something that's not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what's kind of sad, you know, is um, some of this is coming from the older generation, and as we're talking about different translations, I actually went and pulled a fan sub of the episode just to see. Now, either the group that I got it from got the same translation or they pretty much cloned the official translation word for word because I just watched that scene and it's the same thing from the official translation from Hulu, Toei, Viz, etc., etc., etc. They would have just cloned it. That would have been the easiest thing to do. Just use what's already there. See, but that therein but lies the problem. It does directly translate to that, but there's a nuance we're missing because we're not Japanese. Well, fingers. that's why you know we were waiting 
we were hoping that someone, you know, because we have several friends that actually speak Japanese really well, and they haven't told us yet exactly what was said. So it's hard for us to... Although someone did comment that there is no real word for hermaphrodite in their language. I'd have to pull up the conversation. Matter of fact, let me go do that while I'm thinking about it. Hey, look a phone. Yeah, uh, Yata, I agree with you on, you know, just copy word for word, but that in a way kind of defeats the point of like fan subs because that's why people went and got them because they felt that official translations were inaccurate. Let the fans put it properly and throw linear notes when need be. So, not necessarily. Some fan, um, some fan subtitlers will subtitle because they don't like the way the subtitles are set up. So some of them will rip it exactly word for word and change the color of the subtitles or put them so that each character has their own color. Mm -hmm. I've seen it done. Yeah. I, yeah, I really think... That doesn't mean that they're actually going in there and actually changing anything. See... Mm -mm. To me, that's just plain laziness. But I think we've... It is. I think we're kind of beating... I think we beat that that horse to death already, so... Right. Okay, so here we go. Uh, The word androgynous and hermaphrodite share the same word in the Japanese language. And that's probably where it... That's part of the confusion. Mm -hmm. But no, several people have corroborated that... um, Hang on, I, I can't actually read this, but it could be read as the words they use could be read as Uranus is is a male and a female, or Uranus is both male and female. But but here's one but thing: he's referring to androgyny rather than hermaphrodism. We don't know, right? But here's my thing: maybe they do have this. You would think that you know you have a QA team watching the episode to make sure this is accurate i mean not for nothing we do have fans of sailor moon working at this so my thought process is whoever is on qa watch this is a fan who knows the series would have caught this and be like let's kind of go back you know right or they're a fan who you know like we know so many who doesn't care what the creator says. They're, yeah, they're, they're really not, fans. They're, they're like, yep, that works. Respecting the creator's wishes in this, and it's just like, well, you know, this is trending right now, so let's make it interesting. Well, the other half of that, I think, is there are so many people that got behind the Prince Uranus thing. You know, so uh, supposedly Uranus was a dude in the Silver Millennium, and they're still out there, and that's still what they believe. Yep, and you can find it very, very easily, and it's still something that people talk about to this day. It's not just archived forums and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I just look at it this way. Whatever the creator says, I will follow. If the creator did not give an accurate answer, then... Make your best guess estimation. And if the majority of the fandom agrees, roll with it. If not, that's your own little world. And the creator flat out said that she's a woman. She flat out said she is in a a lesbian relationship. And she flat out said 
all said she must be female. So that would be end of story. Game over. Thanks mm-hmm. for playing. I mean, it's it's just I know it sounds weird, but I've always hated how some people see things in characters that's not there and detract from the real characters that actually do have that and they don't celebrate them. You know, Fisheye is a great example of Mm -hmm. a real transgender character in the anime and yet no one ever goes, wow, that was really ahead of its time for putting a transgender character you know, in the early 90s from Japan. But instead they're like, no, make Haruka transgender or the Starlight's a transgender. No, the real person you really, you know, character that you need to celebrate is Fisheye. I mean, that person flat out says word for word that his dream is to, is be, to a be a woman. And as for the Starlight's, that was just magic to cover their identity. That's all that was. It- it was a disguise, yeah. so that way Galaxia wouldn't find them, because only Sailor Senshi can be women, so if they disguise themselves as boys... That takes them out of the running. That takes them out of the running. And the other thing is that interview, by the way, that from San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Naoko actually addresses the Starlight issue as well. She actually flat out said she was very unhappy with what Toei did with the anime Yeah. in that interview. That's where that came she from. Mm-hmm. And she says... In, in the manga, the Starlights are always women. And we will find that out, hopefully, again, when Stars airs eventually. Although, we'll see what happens. They're playing this nonsense. Meanwhile, in Tumblr land... I have been avoid. Actually, no, I. you know what? I put the link up to those on my per, uh, personal Tumblr. And it has been blogged to hell and back because people are really happy to see that Naoko weighed in on this. It's a good fight for a good I haven't gotten any story. hate mail yet. I don't see a point in you getting hate mail because it's not like it's something that you invented. This came directly from the creator. And it's like I said, if you want to sit there and argue with the creator about and that the creator is wrong, then you are not a fan. You are just a hypocrite. Well, here's the sad part is that Thea has actually been called a bigot before. That a, a, like a, transphobe. a transphobe because she said flat out, no, the Starlights are not transgender. This is why. These are the facts straight from the creator. And she got ta- called a transphobe. It's like, no, I have trans friends. It's awesome. I dated a postdoc, a male to female trans person. Y- you know, I mean, there's no phobia in there. This is just hard facts. The problem. But if you don't agree with them, they get really, but if, yeah, really if, mad. So it's sad because you say, you, you know, we shouldn't get hate mail, but we do. The, the problem lies in the fact that this is across all fandoms and not even in fandoms people in general people have selective hearing selective vision they only want to hear what they want to hear they only want to say what they want to say they only want to see what they want to see you can write out a complete diatribe that backs what you have to say and then as that person is reading it when they get to what they read is well backs their opinion everything else you wrote is a moot point to them it becomes oh i see what you're saying tldr what i say still goes no 
No, I understand. People don't care about facts anymore, and no. you are correct. That's pretty much on any subject, not mm -hmm. just this. Yeah, and, you know, considering the creator is still alive and has stated as such, there should be no, you know, going back and forth. But people, and I, you know, in the art world, in the music industry, everywhere, will not listen to a creator of said media and will just put their own take on it, mm -hmm. which, right. you know, is great because it means that you're, you know, you're getting feeling from this particular art movement. But when a creator says that is not what this is about, it's about this, and you still completely ignore that for your own opinion and state your own opinion as fact, that's where things get, you know, very, very icky. Yes. Well, one of the points I tried to make was I said that, you know, we shouldn't have to take away from one group to support another. That was one thing that I said. And I still got hate for that. I'm like, because still being gay is, you know, still rough in this day and age. So why are you taking away from the lesbian group to feed the transgender group? And I also said the other thing you need to do is push for more transgender characters and things. Yeah. Don't steal from Peter to pay Paul. Push for the mangakas to create more of these characters. But that's not what they want to do. They don't want to be active in the community. Their idea of activism is basically getting in your face and screaming and sticking their fingers in their ears and going, la, 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 la. All the while. Sounds like, it sounds like a lot of different groups out there. And let's not let's also throw in the fact that while they're doing that, they're sitting in their uh, chairs and typing away at the keyboards and not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't like this, so we should change it. I'm like, okay, so then go out and change it. Right. There's not enough of this type of, you know, person in the media, in movies. Okay, so then go and learn how to do this, act or direct or something like that, and change it. Right. And don't start petitions because that doesn't get anywhere. No. Well, it's like if you don't like something that you see or you see something that, you know, you want more representation, go out there and do it. Don't I, just stay at your computer and go, I don't like this. We should boycott. Or I don't like this. I'm going to I, I'm going to change what it actually means. Right. Get involved in your communities. I mean, there are ways there are small people. There are small comic book companies rather than, you know, if you don't like the way this is written, then find one of those small comic book companies, throw your money at them mm -hmm. so they can get bigger and they can grow and they can spread the message. There are things you can do in small ways that don't involve sitting on your ass behind a computer bitching at people. Long story short, only you can make the difference and make the first step. The more you know. Mm. Sadly, I kind of just feel like the bear from the forest fire thingy. Only you can prevent forest fires. It, it, it's, it's, it's very, very true. It is true. It's it is. It, 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 it's, it's like I said about the cosplay community. Here we are telling the younger generation, you know, if you don't like how things are, do this, do that. They're not listening to us. What are we doing? We're just sitting on the bleachers watching them fuck it up for everybody else. Be the change you want to see. The end. Now about that episode. So, so yeah, yeah, we've we've. 
have we? But otherwise, it was an amazing episode. Yay, Pooh! Yay, Pooh! And yay, um, Twinless Twin. Twinless Twin got her twin. And during that whole fight scene, one thought popped in my head. Last time on Dragon Ball Z... You know, it's so sad that we finally get to see everybody being a badass, and it's because they're kicking each other's butt. Mm-hmm. Just flying through the air, throwing blasts and stuff like that. I'm like watching this shit going, wow, the Senshi really are powerful. Mm-hmm. Too bad they can't kill more enemies. <laughs> I know, right? See, I would say, you know, as I was saying, you know, when all this came to light, I would not have minded filler episodes in Sailor Moon Crystal if there were like two or three episodes to show them fighting more monsters and better character development to kind of keep an even pace, you know? But you know what? At least what they've been doing this time within those constraints is people are getting attacks that weren't in the manga. Mm. Mars, Mars has been using that fire snake like she's going to die if she does And I think you mean in the anime, but yeah. Yes. Well, no, because like every episode, usually there's a senshi in trouble. And then in the manga, Sailor Moon comes along and cleans things up. Mm-hmm. And lately it's been, there's been a senshi in trouble. And then one of her teammates saves her butt. And to me, that's a big improvement from season one and season two. Leave no senshi behind. Aww. Well, that is, believe it or not, that is the motto of the Marines, you know, leave no Marine behind. So in this case, leave no senshi behind. I have a thought for later. Anyway. Mm. No, I was thinking, all right, oh, so what, which per- division of... Uh, you know, the armed services would each senshi be for, you know. Oh, okay. I'd have to sit down and think about that. Yeah, exactly. For later. <laughs> right, but that's my but that's my point. It would be something for later, but that would be that would be something fun. You know, which senshi would fit bet- better with which branch? I do know this much. The outers would be the recons or the rangers because their missions are always different from everybody else's and stuff like that. And they do people behind. <laughs> yup. So we got the cyborg. Oh, yes, yeah. we did. And a thought came to mind, Hotaru saying to Chibi Moon, come with me if you want to live. No. <laughs> well, we can't have nice things. Well. We actually got to see her in surgery, too. That was a, kind of a different thing. Oh, and, and, uh, and we did see a very tiny, tiny glimpse of her mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know her mom died. She actually calls out to her at one point, you know, which is super, super, super sad. But And I didn't realize this in the manga where um, she's looking at the outers. I thought that they were actually there, but in this, you know, they were actually, she was seeing them, you know, like ghosts of them. And when she threw the Terran crystal at them, it went through. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, so I don't know. We don't know if that was them kind of watching her as projections, or if that was in her head. She knows who they are subconsciously, you know. I think she knows who they. I don't. I I would like to say she doesn't know who they are because remember, before each of them were awoken, they sort of had like a like a feeling or a vision, or they kind of knew per se. So I think. With the fact of what's going on with Hotaru, it's her 
inner self-consciousness who knows who she really is trying to reveal but fighting yeah, with trying the, to get her memories back yes, trying to fight with a tower on crystal that's trying to like pretty much subdue that she did complain at least once in this episode that her forehead was burning so that's saturn for sure mm-hmm. i don't know I, I like the fact that shibiusa isn't a tool anymore and she's helpful and she's caring she's actually the character i always hoped she would be rather than the jackass she was in the original anime. That's mm-hmm. nice to see. I love the friendship between her and Hotaru. Yeah, from what I've seen, everybody's liking Chibiusa now. She's deep, she's actually the support character she's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. And she's growing into the princess she's supposed to be. Yes. She mm-hmm. is a lot like her mother. She cares about everybody. And if you notice, Usagi is is a lot more chill around Chibiusa. She's a m- more concerned and more caring. She's she's actually very motherly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you still get every once in a while her true age coming out. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's it's almost like this whole thing is Gasp actually making her grow up early. Yeah, because, I mean, I can kind of understand from Usagi's point of view when you have to, like, grow up quickly to handle business and stuff, and then while you're growing up quickly, you kind of regress a little bit, or when you get to that point of adulthood where you're supposed to be an adult, you've done all these adult things beforehand, you regress for a while to kind of catch up for lost time. You get a little resentful. Yes. Welcome to my world. Definitely get a little resentful. But, and I had a thought because Luna and Diana were talking at one point. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So apparently, you know, Usagi, I'm sorry, Neo Queen Serenity and King Endymion are not the only people that shuffled their kid off to their past selves to raise them. Mm. The cats are like, hey, that's a great idea. Here, take our kid. <laughs> Thanks. And I realized that. You know, Diana's supposed to be Chibiusa's advisor and everything like that, but come on, man. Raise your own damn kid. If it's good for the gander, it's good for the goose. Something like that. But yeah, other than that snafu, that was actually really cool to see and watching them fight and yada, yada, yada. And then, dun, 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 the grail. Yeah, the grail. It's so cool. We got our grail. We're going to get our... Look, our first look at Super Sailor Moon next episode. So, I think it's going to be kind of crazy seeing her drink out of it like an actual cup. I swallow your powers. She's so, swallowing her own powers, technically. Well, no. What she does is she tells everybody to gather their powers to her, and it goes into the cup, and then she drinks it. Yep. So, I guess you could say, you know, the three talismans that creates the Holy Grail was just a plot device for the classic anime. Right. The Holy Grail actually takes the combined effort of all the senshi. Actually, it kind of takes it without their permission. (laughs) Well, no, for her to power up, would whatever the contents go into the Grail. It actually looked like the Grail came from Mamoru Chibiyu's, I'm sorry, Tuxedo Common, Chibi Moon, and Sailor Moon, which, here we go with the damn paradoxes again. So it looked like they had to all three pitch in to create this. Yes. But if Chibi Usa hadn't come back in time, it wouldn't have worked. Oh, no, no, no. Let's not get on this again. Uh -uh. Please, let's not start talking about online. 
I just I just think that poor Neo Queen Serenity is going, all right, so I got my calendar here. I need my kid to go back right about now. Am I the only one picturing Chibiusa and Pluto as Marty and Doc? Oh. You're welcome. I just think Naoko didn't think this one out very well. He's a manga pod, not, you know... A doctor a, writer? No, a... Um, theoretical physicist. Theoretical physicist, thank you. Damn it, Jim, I'm a manga creator, not a doctor. I also found it kind of amusing in the scenes where uh, Setsuna was working at a computer. I knew exactly what type of desktop she was working off of. <laughs> Nerd. Damn right I am. I didn't know Dells were that popular in Japan. I just think it's amusing. The cutaway scene they use, and sorry for bringing this up again. So, Faruka's in a skirt when she's watching them. It seems like now, every time you see her and she's not, you know, at the at the school, chicks in, chicks in, in the skirt, man. Mm-hmm. It's like that Shia Twain song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Either that or she'll get tired of it after a while. She's like, all right, I got that out of my system after having to be a dude for six months. Fair enough. Anyway, loved it. On to the next. Yes. Mako is suspiciously quiet. Very much so. Did we lose her? Crickets chirp. That's what I was about to say. Pause the podcast! What? Hold the phone. Where's Mako? Hey, take a look. There's like orange bloops. Has she been like messaging us and we've been ignoring her? Uh, I think so. Um... Yeah. Oh, yep. Crack BRB. <laughs> Whoopsie. All right. So pause it, dude. Woo! So, what were we talking about? Yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, let me um, look at them. I, I think the last thing we talked about was the time paradox, and Seiya was going on about uh, Haruka's outfit. Oh yeah, it's Haruka. She, she, All right, we're she, done. she dresses girly, but uh, all right, let's do a lead in. Some shit and some fucking. <laughs> okay, so um, here's 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 a lead in. Well, um, make, Adam. Oh, sorry. Make sure uh, Ranma's recording. He is. So we know from this episode versus the original anime episode that there is so much that changed. Um. Would you have gone back and brought any of that into this episode? From the original anime? Yeah. No. Because the original anime, it was the three talismans that created the chalice. Um, And basically, the three talismans only came into play once the three outers were together. So... Would you, you know, was any of that, I don't know, no. uh, liked more? No. I wouldn't have minded it because, you know, I got used to the whole, let's, let, let's go back. The, the chase for the, for the crystals for the Ginzui show. I got used to the chase for the points for Crystal Tokyo. 
I got used to the chase for the talismans to create the chalice. I mean, it, these are very convenient plot devices, and we were always rooting for the good guys and the bad guys. I mean, I would not have minded that. I think it would have melded pretty well. I don't think it would have taken away from the storyline, but what have what would have been cool if, let's say, according to the legend, the three talismans did create the chalice, but this event still happened. Eventually, something got lost in translation. So far, it's been pretty much like the manga, and I think for us, that's been awesome. It's been great seeing the manga come to life in an anime form so for us it's been great that it's not like the anime i guess i wouldn't have minded the talisman summoning the chalice but my question then is okay what summons sailor saturn saturn gets some loving you know all right good well no because i i definitely agree that i like the uh the manga version more because the chalice is supposed to be, you know, this, this Holy grail. And I think that basically coming from the love of the prince and the princesses, you know, a family kind of thing, and then boosting the power with the senshi's powers I think that gives it more meaning than saying, oh, you know, here, here's some objects, and now the objects are going to create this object that's going to give you more power. Instead, it's, you know, it's based off of love. It's based off of friendship and all of that. I think I like that one better. Right. Well, that and it has... Something that Naoko does is that in a lot of her stories, there's actually strong mythological ties. Um, a lot of her characters are based off of, pe- you know, characters in mythology. And mm-hmm. the, the Grail is a mythology. Um, and that in the Grail mythology, you collect power in it slash water, what, you know, slash Christ blood, how, whichever story you're drawing it from, you drink it and you gain powers from it, whether it be everlasting life or, you know, the power to heal, whatever, whatever. So that in of itself, I like this version better because this draws more on Naoku's vision of mythological ties as opposed to what seems more like a video game quest well not only that you know I mean I know it sounds weird but she doesn't actually drink from the grail in the original manga and she doesn't collect anything it, it's more like in it's just an item that she holds to activate are you talking about the anime because in the manga they i said them. anime in the old anime you said manga. no i didn't yes i no i didn't <laughs> when i go back what? and edit the podcast i will validate who said what you do not it doesn't matter it doesn't i don't matter. need validation anyway 
as far as Yatin's concerned, I'm always wrong. Anywho, um, it seems more like, you know, it's just an item she holds as opposed to an item, I don't know, she uses. I don't know how to explain that. My train of thought's gone, sorry. Hammerspace, simple as that. It makes it more important, I think, is what you're trying to say. It's it's more important to the growth of her as a character, as opposed to just, you know, this item that is, there's three talismans, here's your grail, have fun. You know, this is more important this way because it's something that she has created with people that she cares for. And it's, like I said, it goes towards the growth of her as a character. And I think that's what you were trying to say. Okay. Sounds about right. All right. Um, was there anything in this episode that you didn't like? Besides what we already discussed. Besides, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. And everything was pretty straight up. Yeah. We're in the fast lane now. Yeah. It's, I'm flipping through it right now. I'm, I mean, it was pretty, you know, we had the reunion between Pooh and Cheebs, and that was like, oh. The precious. Another tie-in to, you know, Neo Queen Serenity and having a damn calendar of events is Pluto says that she was reborn due to the power of Neo-Queen Serenity. So that means that Neo-Queen Serenity sent her spirit to the past before anything happened to be reborn because Satsuna is the oldest out of everyone. Yep, she was like, so you need to be here at this time. Go so get more. I'm going to send you back now. Yeah, the uh, time travel stuff in this is a little effed up. Yeah. She Interesting. Was make, she was making it up as she went along, hoping it would make sense somehow. The fact that so, Neo Queen's already sending Pluto back and forth reminds me of many camaraderie between Cable and Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all very interesting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I think we've discussed just about everything. Um, is there anything else from this episode that anybody wanted to talk about? I'm flipping through right now just to see. I think we hit on everything because I mean, it's all pretty, yeah. It's, it's all, you know most panel panel for panel from the manga so it's I think we're good fam yeah so um was I the only one that got a tear in my eye when um Usagi's mom was shown oh right we didn't talk about that no we didn't we watched it before She she died so we have not rewatched it since then. So we did not get a tear in our eye at that point, but you know, we found out after 
Yeah. And then for, for those of you that don't know, the voice actress that did the voice for Usagi's mother in Sailor Moon Crystal passed away this week. Yuko Mizutani, she was 51. I believe she passed away from uh, breast cancer. Cancer. Right. Yep. Breast cancer. And I am going to assume that all of her role, all of her voicing for this season was already covered. But for other titles she was working on, um, they're going to find a successor to, to cover the roles. Well, she was a really. Yeah, she was. She was Mihoshi and Tenchi Muyo. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was a very big VA. Yes. So that. Yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So it was sad. All right. So uh, next episode, then. Uh-huh. We get the Super Sailor Moon times. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. And um. Her facial expressions from the from the trailer, she's like, I'm tired of y'all. I'm about to end this. Um, we're going to get the first brooch upgrades for the Senshi. Mm-hmm. They're, they're actually going to shift into their super forms for a brief period of time. Um, and we get to learn more about Saturn. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're going to discuss Saturn, and they're going to talk about um, the Silver Millennium, hopefully, because they're supposed to discuss, you know, the their jobs as outer guardians and what happened in the Silver Millennium. They were just kind of, they had to sit there and watch, and they're, yeah. And they're going to talk about Saturn, and uh, there's going to be a lot that's going to happen in this episode, this coming. Yep, and you get to see Haruka be a smug bitch. Yeah. Isn't she all, <laughs> Isn't she always? Yes, but she's, you know, very much a smug bitch in this. Mm. Um, and we're at the at the very end. We should see a very brief glimpse of Mistress Nine. Yeah, we're coming down to the uh, end here. Yep. yep. She's going to nom nom nom, and here we go. Yep, yep, yep. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. So there's yeah, there's gonna be a lot that's gonna happen in the next one. So there's a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. All righty. So uh, yeah, if there's nothing else that, any, uh, that nobody wants to talk about, then that's it. We're done. Woo! Where can everybody be found? Pimp yourselves, people. You don't pay don't me enough. Make... I don't. I don't make a good pimp. <laughs> Um, you can find us on Facebook. Our um, 
personal cosplay page, which is starting to get a little use now, is Kinmoku Revolution. We're making things. We're, we're, we're gonna be love live for Denver Comic Con. Idol trash. Indeed, idol trash. Um, our, I'm gonna kill him. Our, um, you, you've heard commentary running the whole, we live over the garage and her stepdad is buzzsawing like a madman and I just want to go throw a nuclear weapon down there. Anyway, um, our business page is starlet.creations. Uh, we will be shutting down briefly, but we make all sorts of really cool Sailor Moon stuff. Effort after Denver Comic Con, if you like Sailor Moon stuff, you really need to check out our page because we're going to start unleashing some of the best of the best. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter or Tumblr or Instagram, and it is, once again, Starlit Creation. Sorry. Things and the stuff and things and stuff. Who's next? Over here. But once you're, once you're done checking all the amazing things over that Say Yata make, you can listen to us, uh, me and Mako-chan, at Anime Jam Session Tuesday nights on the VOG Network at 9.30 p.m. with encore presentations uh, Thursdays at 2. And don't forget, we do check out a few of the East Coast conventions. We just did CloverCon. I will be at Anime Next. Um, photos, videos, all that good stuff. So, yeah, awesome. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Our podcast runs every week and will usually be posted before the weekend. Catch us on iTunes and visit our Facebook group at The Crystal Chronicles. You can check out our website, too, at thecrystalchronicles.com, where we will be posting news, information, and episode breakdowns. Episode breakdowns. Yeah. How many times have you done that? Huh? How many times have you done that? it's, It's a lot of... Um, long syllable words so it it gets to be blah 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 in my head (laughs) anyway Sailor Moon says see you next time yeah later for more information about this podcast check us out at thecrystalchronicles.com thanks for listening podcast no hikari wai no message Kimi kawa te, ashokyo.